Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The world watched in horror as a crisis erupted in Afghanistan. The Taliban is in downtown, like driving, but there is no one to stop them. Suicide bombings just outside the Kabul airport have killed dozens. It was August 2021. While their government collapsed around them, thousands of Afghans rushed to the Kabul airport, desperate to flee Taliban oppression as the U.S. withdrew from its decades-long war. Azim shared video of his wife at a Taliban checkpoint where he says she was tear-gassed and beaten. We saw devastating images. A baby being passed over a wall laced with barbed wire. People clinging to the wings of a transport plane as it takes off. And then bodies falling from the sky. But this was only the beginning. More than 80,000 Afghans would eventually arrive at our doorstep, many of them with little more than the clothes on their backs. It was the largest number of wartime refugees the U.S. has seen since the fall of Saigon. And they came during a pandemic, an affordable housing shortage, at a time when the refugee agencies had been cut back to almost nothing. The whole program basically was shut down. Even the infrastructure was destroyed. We know that they served alongside our military men and women. Just knowing that there's a need present makes us want to run to them. We promised to be a welcoming nation to our Afghan allies. But how well did we deliver on that promise? The first night was a very horrible situation. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. I just can't believe this is happening. I cannot believe that people are going hungry. Who will emerge to fill in the gaps and help our new neighbors? I'm journalist Andrea Smartin, and over the last two years, I've followed some remarkable refugees. From a four-year-old separated from her parents at the airport. I think that she, not understanding what happened, believes that they abandoned her. That, you know, she wasn't important enough for them to come along. I don't know how you rectify this damage until this family is reunited again. To a widow who was a veteran of an elite Afghan military unit. These women, they're from Afghanistan, against all odds, joined the military, joined the special forces, and then, like, fought for their freedom alongside U.S. soldiers, which is more than 99% of Americans can say. On my podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear their stories, and you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. They don't just need food, clothes, that's easy. They also need friends and someone to say, oh my goodness, and put their arms around you and and let you cry. But for many, their future in this country still remains uncertain. It really is having another person's life in your hands. If they don't get approved for asylum, they would be sent back to Afghanistan. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? We have this ethos in the military, you're supposed to leave it better than you found it. This is the only way I know how to leave it better than I found it. You see your fates as tied together. They're completely intertwined at this point. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. 
Find us at kslpodcasts.com and follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen. Listen.